This podcast is brought to you by u-discovered.com. This is your new life podcast. I am your host, Craig Willard. And if you want more of life than you've ever had, it starts right now. Welcome to your new life. Welcome back to another episode of Your New Life Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Willard, and this is episode number 15. My eight-year-old daughter has been playing softball, just rec league softball for, I believe, uh, this this would this was her third season. So she just completed her third season, and the conversation had come up uh, with, with a lot of the kids in the rec league that travel, and I had this mindset of, my daughter's not traveling. She's not playing travel softball. She's eight. She needs to have, have fun. She needs to be a child. She needs to do what children do. And so I kind of put my foot down originally. I was like, I'm not even going to debate it. It's just not an option. I don't want her playing three, four, five times a week and then being gone every weekend. I just don't want to. Uh, plus, I'm trying to get my doctorate, and so I spend all the time doing those things. But nonetheless... I wanted her to get better. I wanted her to have an opportunity to improve the skills. Uh, she has played, uh, my my sister is a, or actually played a year for the University of Kentucky in tennis. And so she, uh, because of that, uh, I was able to get my daughter into a tennis clinic of sorts, the University of Kentucky. And I believe potentially that learning forehand and backhand uh, that allowed my daughter to become a switch hitter, which isn't uh, very common. So with her being a switch hitter in softball, I said, you know, let's go ahead and get her some hitting lessons to try to hone in on those skills. So I called a friend of mine and uh, who I know uh, I've coached her daughter and in, in, in basketball. And I asked for the in individual who was coaching her daughter in softball, actually, uh, I guess uh, more than just her daughter, but her other daughter as well. And so in that conversation, she said, oh, I didn't, is Ashlyn interested in playing a travel team because we have an opening? And, you know, I was so defiant to it. I, I just, no. I said, no, no. And I said, well, you know, maybe I should talk to Ashlyn about it. And just ask. See what she wants to do. Because while she is eight, I still treat her like an adult. I give her options. Just, I mean, I, I let her make her own decisions. Uh, who am I to sit here and tell her what I think she should do? Uh, yes, I'm her parent, but at the same time, you know, I got to let her make some decisions too. So I asked her about it. And she was absolutely interested in it. And so we tried out for this team and thankfully she made it. Well, we had a decision to make. And the decision was that if Ashlyn wanted to play, we would make um, changes to our schedules to accommodate. And through the conversation with my daughter, she was willing to give up the things that she was going to do. We had planned to do karate and some other things, some other sports. She was willing to give those up to do nothing but play softball. And so I told her, I said, look, here's the deal. I'm not going to force you to play. However, if we're going to commit to this, we're going to commit to it for the rest of the season. We're not going to let go of it until the season's over. 
that point you can make an adjustment, but you have to be committed to the season. And she was like, absolutely, let's do it. So next thing you know, we're playing, practicing twice a week. Then we start practicing uh, twice a week and then the game. And then uh, we start getting the hitting lessons. And so now it's it's almost like we're practicing hitting lessons twice a week, practicing twice a week and playing a game. It just continues to evolve. Nonetheless, I absolutely love it. Ashlyn loves it as well, but that's not really, I mean, I guess it's kind of the premise of where I'm headed here. My daughter is new on the team. She's in the middle of the the late part of the season. She's jumped on the team and she's on the backside. You know, she's, you know, we all have to, we have to earn her place. You know, we have to, we can't just expect to jump on a team and, you know, start playing more minutes than everyone else or being on the field longer than anyone else. So quickly enough, um, her coach has got her mixed in. She's playing a couple of innings and she's out, you know, she's playing an inning. She's out, she's out an inning. She's playing an inning. She's out an inning. And at first you could tell that really didn't seem to bother her. But then she started getting a little more competitive and you could see the frustration in her face, in her, her, her posture, her shoulders would fall forward, and you could just see her. She just kind of went down when she wasn't allowed to play. So I started seeing this change in her competitiveness and her desire to want to be on the field, which was a great thing for me to see. So we had a conversation. I said, look, here's the thing, Ashes. You want to play more minutes than you are playing. Here's the situation. You're new to the team. You have to earn your keep just like everyone else and put forth extra effort. We're behind because some of these kids have played for years. We really haven't. We've only played for a year and a half in, in three rec leagues, which were minimal at best, just having fun. You know, not even serious, not nothing. And here we are needing to develop proper habits, which we're having to break some old habits. But we have to practice a lot. And in fact... To be better than someone else that's potentially on the team that's at a different level than her, we had a conversation. In that conversation, I said, you're going to have to put more effort in it than they are. You're going to have to put more time in it than they are. And sometimes we see that in life. You know, sometimes we see what we want. So we want to play more. We want to, <coughs> excuse me, we want to be in a different position. We want to be in better shape. We want to uh, you know, um, have a nicer car. We want to have a nicer house, whatever it may be. But oftentimes we don't want to put in the effort, the work, the hard work to do the dirty things that we have to do to get to where we want to be. And that's where Ashlyn was. She needed to be able to put more into her work or into her, her, her practice. And as we've, we've talked many times and I may have said this on one of the other podcasts, you know, I say, what does practice make? And for a lot of people, they say practice makes perfect, and it doesn't. Perfect practice makes perfect, but practice makes habit. So it's really important that we practice consistently with how we want to play or how we want to live or, you know, we, we want to be seen as someone that's positive and, and optimistic and, you know, always seeing the silver lining, whatever it is, but we have to provide that in our lives consistently so that we create a habit of always doing that. And in doing so, you will, it, will, it will pour out in the rest of your life. But as Ashlyn, my daughter, she says, okay, fine, let's do it. And I'm not kidding. 
the girl has turned it on. She wants to play every single day. Like just the other day, we are headed. I, I leave work early. I go to get my daughter. I take her to bat, to to uh, batting practice, which I thought was at four forty five. Ends up when I'm there, he's like, "What are you doing here?" And I said, "Friday practice." He goes, huh, "It's at six. That one's at Friday. That's on the four forty five ones on Friday." I'm like, "Oh my gosh. Okay, fine." So we get back in the car. We come home. And she's like, hey, do we have a few minutes to throw? And I'm like, wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can throw some. So we throw a couple times. It's really hot. She gets tired quickly. We get back in the truck, and we go back to practice. But she always wants to play. And sometimes, sometimes, the drainingness, the draining part of having to practice consistently, that's, that's that hard work that you have to put in to get the things out of life that we want. And for my daughter at eight years old to do this is mind-boggling. Of course, people say, why are you, you know, she's eight years old. By golly, you shouldn't ever have to be, you know, she shouldn't, she should be enjoying her life. She doesn't want to play, you know, five days a week. Well, I'm here to tell you, this little girl is, she wants to play every single day. So while I am not going to force her to ever do anything she doesn't want to do other than complete the season, the season, she is wanting to do what is necessary, the dirty work, the hard stuff to become better and to get the things that she wants to get at the end of the day. So my question is to you, what is it that you want that you see all this work in front of you and you're like, that's just too much work? How bad do you want it? And are you willing to put forth the effort it takes to be that which you want to be, or to receive that which you want to receive. What is it that's in your way? And then if you, if you don't want that, you know, if you want it but you don't want to put forth the effort, yeah, you're going to have to come off that expectation. You're going to have to come off that desire, excuse me, that desire for what it is that you want. Whether you want to be a triathlete, whether you want to you know, um, save more money, whether you want to pay off bills, you know, it's maybe you have a lot of debt and it sure is easier to spend the money I have plus the money I don't have than it is to not do the things that I've been doing to make take a loss of sorts by not eating out every day or not packing my lunch. Instead of eating out, I'm just going to pack my lunch so I can save money to pay off my debt. But that's hard. But everything that you ever want between you and where it is is hard. It's hard work. That's why it's away from you. That's, not why, that's why it's not sitting at your fingertips right now. Because it's hard work. And once you get there, you got to constantly pursue it. There's never a, really a stopping point. The day you get complacent is the day you stop growing. Say the day you stop developing into a better person, a more complete person, a more aware person, a person that has, has developed knowledge to have a greater sense of wisdom for what's going to happen. You know, we talk about intuition. People say, well, he's got a lot of intuition. He's got knowledge that helps him. He has enough, he or she has enough knowledge from the things he's done or where he's been that in the future, he, can kind of under, he or she can understand what's going to happen because knowledge develops wisdom. And wisdom is our future, what's going to happen, what, what could happen. And that is considered what, we, what I would consider intuition. Wisdom is intuition gut feeling and things of that nature. That's more of, hey, I've experienced this before and this is kind of what happened. So I kind of have a feeling that, you know, when 
um, you know, intuition says my friend's upset with me because every time that he quits answering, he doesn't answer my phone. He always answers my phone calls, like always. And the moment that he doesn't, well, maybe there's something going on. Maybe he's not real happy with me. Next thing you know, I find out he's not happy with me, whatever it may be. It's taking those experiences and the knowledge from the past and trying to apply it in the future. Nonetheless, kind of got off subject there. But my, my daughter has taught a very valuable lesson to me. And maybe there's something here that you can apply as well. When you want what you want, when, when you want what my daughter wants, and my daughter wants to play more, what does she have to do? There's, you know, there's 11 other girls on the course, or I'm sorry, there's 11 girls on this team. And what is she going to do? What are you willing to do? And that's the question I asked her. What are you willing to do, Ashlyn, to improve your chances of playing more time? And the answer is practice. And I said, and she, and she talks because there was a conversation at one point that she was in on. I can't remember who I was talking to, but she goes, perfect practice makes perfect. And that's true. But I told her, I said, we don't want to, I'll be honest. I think there's stress associated with trying to be perfect, but you can be excellent. You can deliver excellence every single day to achieve the goals that you want to do by doing everything in your power to be the best you can be today. That's excellence. And then at some point, you do excellence every single day, and at some point, someone's going to compare you to someone else, and that's where they're going to say, it's got greatness. Great. Because when you have greatness, you're comparing, somebody is comparing you to someone else. The greatest of all time. Yeah, it's a comparison. But excellence, by God, you can have excellence every day, and there's no stress for, for, for delivering excellence. None. Do the best you can. The best you can is the best you can do. That's it. And best you can today is as best. It may not be the same best as for tomorrow, but it's the best you gave today. Maybe you're down on your luck. You're down on your energy, whatever it may be. You just don't have what you normally have. But today, you can have the best of that. So, in wrapping this up, take what my daughter has taught me, if you will, and tell yourself whatever is in between me and where I want to be is something that I am going to conquer. I am I'm going to present excellence every single day, and I'm going to do everything I can to be the best that I can be at whatever it is I am, whether it's my daughter you know, learning how to swing properly. I'm 38 years old, and I have just now learned how you're supposed to properly swing. In fact, I taught my daughter not that long ago how to swing, which I thought was how to swing. And then, of course, when we go to a hitting coach and I say, hey, just so you know, daddy may not have known that correctly. So be prepared that he might contradict any and all things that I've ever said. So I prepared her for that because I wasn't certain. And, of course, I was completely wrong. I wasn't even close. But I learned a lot. Not only did she learn, but I learned how to help her, help her by coaching her through what he wants because he taught me as he taught her, which was phenomenal. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, be willing to get in the mud between where you are and where you want to be. Be willing to do everything in your power to deliver everything that you can today so that tomorrow's step 
as you climb the ladder to the places you want to be is that much closer. Would you rather take a million steps to your goal or would you rather take a hundred really, really good ones? So if you're, if you're giving half effort every time you step in and do whatever it is that you're doing, if you're only giving 50%, you're halfway as far as you could have been. And then you start multiplying that. It doesn't take very long to realize you're way behind from where you could be because you didn't give all the effort that you could have given. But if you give 100% every single day, 100% every single day to whatever it is that you want to accomplish, nothing is impossible. Nothing. Have a great evening.